Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Russian-appointed authorities in that city evacuated an estimated 15,000 residents yesterday, with more expected in the coming days. Experts say the evacuations could be a sign the Russian military will soon abandon Kherson as the Ukrainian military prepares for a major counteroffensive. Not exactly sure what's going on there. The world is guessing. Let's hear from President Zelensky real quick, and then we can discuss what is uh, might be the plan there. President Zelensky is warning of a, quote, large-scale disaster. He says the Russians have now packed a major dam with explosives. And people across Ukraine are facing another day of power outages. The grid operator there cutting back electricity due to previous missile strikes on energy infrastructure. So if that dam gets blown up, that's going to flood dozens of towns, make them more uninhabitable. You've got about a third of the country without electricity. President Zelensky going on TV yesterday and telling everybody to, you know, wear socks, get blankets, don't use energy because we're going to need all we can. And there's some thinking that Putin's just trying to make it so miserable to live in Ukraine that most people flee or turn against the war, I guess. Yeah, they might flee, but... <clears throat> uh, to me, well, if they flee, that would be to cause a refugee crisis that causes European countries to stop backing oh, okay. the war. All right, there you have it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. All I have is question marks, including well, the other what's part happening of it, right now, because you know it's not uh, being observed firsthand by journalists. 
Right. Yeah, this is really interesting. I'm not sure everybody's aware of this. There's a there's a a, a black hole of information on this because of um, you know, there's a battle ensuing or it, it's either going on right now or about to go on and nobody's exactly sure what's happening. I heard from some mayors of some of the towns around Kursan yesterday. They're not exactly sure either. Why is why are the Russians moving people out of Kursan? Is it the idea that they're going to move them out of there and then use chemical weapons? Are they going to move people out of there? Are they retreating, saying, hey, we're done, we're out of here, hey, you win, we're out, or something like that. And then when the attacks happen, they're going to try to blame it on the Ukrainians. That That's one theory. Wow. Is that they're going to say, hey, we got out of there. It can't be us. Look, the Ukrainians are using chemical weapons. That's how awful they are. Or something? But who would that be for? I don't know. Uh, that's the question I always have. These ridiculous stories. But he's done things just as as ridiculous during yep. this whole war. Oh, yeah. Yep. What is he up to? It ain't good, whatever it is. I could see, because I know, uh, for instance, in the area around um, Kharkiv, uh, the, the cities and towns that surround it, as the Ukrainians take them, the Russians then shell the bejesus out of them. So could it be he's got mind-boggling artillery uh, set up to reduce Kherson to dust the minute the Ukrainians uh, occupy it? So it's like a trap. I don't. I don't know. That's that is one uh, one of the theories that it's a trap, or, or, you or know, the Ukrainian military or chemicals or whatever. Yeah, right. So I don't know. Uh, we may find out today or in coming days. I came across this piece yesterday because uh, they were talking about the possibility that this is where uh, Putin actually does use a tactical nuke. Um, and that's why he's clearing people out as he is getting more and more cornered. He's running out of options, et cetera, et cetera. And it was uh, how to launch nuclear weapons from the United States. This is the sort of thing you see in movies or whatever. But this is from some guy who was involved in at least one presidential administration on how the whole thing goes down. I thought it was kind of interesting on how we would launch nukes if the Armageddon Joe Biden was talking about at a dinner the other night comes to pass. Oh, boy. That's a good place for a president to first introduce the idea of nuclear Armageddon. Just do it at a fundraising dinner. Don't do it in a speech from the Oval Office to the American people. Just throw it out at a dinner. That's compelling stuff. Everybody puts down their fork. Depending on time constraints... The consultation could take hours or just minutes on whether or not to launch a nuclear attack by the United States. This is because land-based nuclear missiles could hit the United States in little as 30 minutes if the Russians launched them at like at the United States. Submarine-launched missiles could strike the United States within 10. So I didn't realize the time period was that short. Wow. 10 if the minutes. Russians launched sub-nukes, We'd have 10 minutes to decide how we're going to respond before they hit. Upon deciding to move forward, the president must then authenticate the order for us to fire missiles by correctly answering a challenge code. What was your first pet's name? (laughs) What is your mother's maiden name? What street did you grow up on? Oh, my God. Did I capitalize my mother's maiden name or not? (sighs) Password. Incorrect. I must have capitalized it. Who was Password your best incorrect. childhood friend? <laughs> How could I? Did I say Jimmy instead of Stephen? Because Stephen was my best friend, but sometimes I think Jimmy was. So. Oh, I left Damn off it. the explanation, the exclamation point. 
I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be a tough one. Um, so the president has to correctly answer a challenge code. This would likely be some string of numbers and phonetic letters, such as Romeo 3, Echo 9, Delta Charlie. This is where the movies largely get it right. The POTUS reaches into his or her pocket. Her. <laughs> Female president. <laughs> the president reaches into his pocket, pulls out a card in a plastic case, breaks it open, and reads a corresponding answer to the challenge. Charlie 4, Zulu 8, Tanga Umbra. This is very much like the old game show Password, if you remember that. So this little plastic card that the president cards w- carries with him is the key to the whole thing. Often called the biscuit, this thing is supposed to be a- one of the most protected items in the entire world. Hmm. It's about the size of a credit card, and it's supposed to be carried by the POTUS at all times, wherever he goes. So it's like but the little been thing re- the quarterbacks in the NFL have strapped to their wrist. Yeah, all the they, plays. They get the call played, uh, uh, play called in, then they look at the wrist. That's what the post. Yeah, basically, says. it's basically it is the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've been routinely misplaced, even though it is the most important item on planet Earth. Jimmy Carter is said to have accidentally sent his biscuit to the dry cleaner. Bill Clinton just plain lost his at one point. Uh, <laughs> it might be in her brassiere. <laughs> Where'd you last see it, Mister President? If I remember that, I wouldn't go. Damn it. <laughs> it could be stuck in her ponytail, I suppose. Oh, my. Um, oh, trafficking in cliches. Terrible. And when Ronald Reagan was shot, the FBI grabbed his clothing and the biscuit off the hospital floor, sparking a brief panic for the military officer charged with keeping the code safe. That's something. God, you wouldn't think this sort of thing would happen. I mean, I realize it's unlikely we're going to get, uh, you know, need to fire off the nukes, uh, like right at that moment. But how about you don't send the biscuit to the dry cleaner <laughs> with your jacket? Yeah, you get a nice clean biscuit back, <laughs> or you don't just flat out lose it as Bill Clinton. If the mission calls for submarine-based missiles, they can be launched within 15 minutes of an order being sent from the president. If land-based missiles are used, the launch can happen even faster, possibly within five minutes. So when the president makes the call, we could have some of these land-based intercontinental missiles flying within five minutes of him making the decision. Mm. That's something. So this would all go down really fast if it ever goes down. Ten minutes from the launch from a sub from the Russians, almost certainly the Russians... Uh, and then five minutes from the president making the decision to fire back. You know, when I have toast on Saturday, Sunday mornings, I put my two pieces of uh, bread in the toaster and I select two pieces of toast and uh, the doneness setting is five. That takes six minutes. So the president could unleash nukes before I have my toast. Right. That is something. Sub-launches require the captain, executive officer, and two others to authenticate. Land-based missiles actually employ a five two-man launch crews in multiple underground facilities. Each team gets the orders, compares the codes, and programs their missiles accordingly. At the designated time of launch, the crews turn their keys and launch their missiles simultaneously, like we've seen in the movies. you got to turn your keys at the same time. Only two team members need to turn their keys for the missiles to launch, so even if three teams fail or refuse, the attack will still occur. That's an interesting idea. Wow. Good redundancy built in there. So you got five teams, and your thinking is, if two teams go along with it, it's good enough. But, man, if you got four teams that reject it, it's probably not a good idea. Is that the Oof. thinking there? 
error. Wow, so suddenly these, and I don't know what rank is involved, but a bunch of Air Force guys become <clears throat> the Supreme Court of a nuclear attack, in essence. Got to have yeah, a into the world. majority vote. Yeah. Once fired, the warheads cannot be called back, but they can be diverted or self-sabotaged up to a certain point. Hmm. I suppose you could divert it into the ocean. It would be not as bad as it hitting Beijing or Moscow or whatever. Yeah. So there's that, writes Klon Kitchen in the dispatch, who knows about this stuff. Now you know the basics of how to launch a nuclear missile. Let's hope we never have to use this process for real. God, I would say so. You know, for some reason, I thought we were leading up to, uh, not for any good reason, but I thought we were leading up to what procedures Putin has to go through. Well, that's unknown. He says, da, and presses a big red button on his desk. And not Hillary's reset button either. And that is unknown. How many layers between him and the launch? Would people follow his orders? Who freaking knows? Yipes. All this stuff we thought was behind us. Few years back, say, right? I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm 12 years old again. Not just because I'm skinny and fully full of optimism. No, it's because you know the, the 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 threat of nuclear warfare hanging over us. I'm out of practice. You're starting to get hair on your chin. <laughs> That's exciting. Strange new urges. <laughs> oh, geez. That's gonna. Here's here's a little tip. That's gonna dominate your thinking for quite some time. Now. What? Why? How? These, these strange new urges. <laughs> All of a sudden, matchbooks cars are just not gonna have the same allure as they uh, used to. That's too bad. Nothing like a good <laughs> matchbox car. <laughs> anyway, I hope none of that ever is, is ever actually used. Yeah, I don't clearly. think we would. I don't think a president would respond. Uh, I know there have been a number of war games and books written and that sort of thing, but I don't think most presidents would respond. I think we would decide. You know what? It's going to hit, and we're going to figure out what to do afterwards. Yeah, I've I've thought about that a great deal and had this conversation several times, and it's a tough one. But yeah, I would I would agree. I think like. And and this has been the doctrine secretly through the decades, according to some, is that we would absorb that first hit, then contemplate our objectives and options. Because reducing the other country to radioactive rubble is always an option. Nobody could conceivably take out our entire nuclear uh, arm- uh, arsenal unless they have some you know futuristic weapon we're not uh, aware of. But so... You know, it's one of those, uh, you've written the angry email, do you hit send? Because you can hit it in an hour if you want, or tomorrow morning. And it will still have the devastating impact, you hope. What if that first hit from your opponent, Russia or China, is followed by a second and third hit while you're, in theory, going to get your act together? You pray to whatever whole God you hold dear and bring the thunder, I guess. It's too horrible to contemplate. Thanks for bringing it up. Jeez, why do you invite him to the party, honey? I that told you. Damned interesting. Every time he brings up nuclear holocaust, everybody was sitting well, around talking about what their kids were going to wear for Thanksgiving for for Halloween, and Jack freaking brings up nuclear holocaust. My son is going Cut to be him an off. evil. He's not drinking. He just my does 12... that. <laughs> my twelve-year-old's going to be an evil Elmo. I got him an Elmo costume, and then <gasps> yesterday he got a like a bloody. Saber, and then he's got a like a butcher's vest thing that's covered in blood. I don't know what the point is. Murderous Elmo, love it. Yeah, gonna have a lot of four year olds crying. I got that's his goal. Oh, speaking of which, that daycare scandal. 
Oh, if you haven't heard about this, you need to. Okay, that's next. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How you doing? It's the weekend, you realize that? One week till Thanksgiving, uh, not Thanksgiving. Joe did that earlier, no, I just did it. Halloween is next weekend. And uh, we bought a bunch of costumes and stuff for the house yesterday, getting ready. Yeah, not a lot of uh, trick-or-treating in our hood, so just, uh, meh. That's a shame. Yeah, it is. It really is. Anyway, I'm in a big Halloween area. There'll be hundreds and hundreds of kids swarming the streets. Oh, my. In a few days. Now, do you have kids from other neighborhoods coming to your hood because uh, you're known for good candy in your hood? I don't know. Because I lived in a neighborhood like that a couple of different times, and uh, I was for building a wall and making the next town over pay for it. Um, <laughs> checking to make sure people were, kids were from our neighborhood. I'm not in the business of redistributing candy, uh, you know, to other people. Candy's so freaking cheap, I don't mind handing it out. Inflation, though, Jack, isn't it up? It's up 30% from free to free plus 30%. <laughs> all right, so this is a bit of a scandal. It's just terrible. First of all, listen to this. I'll explain it as necessary. It's clip number two, Alex. <laughs> Wow. Um, you know, yeah, hang on a second. There it is. I got to get the facts. I don't have the facts in front of me. Got to have the facts ready. Uh, that's daycare workers using horror masks to suddenly appear and terrorize the little children in Hamilton, Mississippi. The kids are screaming and crying, even paralyzed with fear. Are you being bad? Do I need to take you outside? The masked daycare worker can be heard screaming into the face of a small child as they try to bury their face and their arms on the table. They went on and uh, said other things to the kids. The particulars aren't that interesting. Um, but the, uh, the, 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 uh, the people involved were uh, prosecuted for felony child abuse, I guess. Here's a the sentencing happened, and here's a mom reacting. I was in complete shock of what I witnessed. Um, whether they had a mask on or the mask off, their behavior was unacceptable. My blood pressure was raised. It broke my heart for my child. I was angry. I hope you're enjoying jail, and I hope you realize what you've done is serious. Uh, yeah, I just I see that they were charged three counts of felony child abuse for the role in the incident wow wow hope you enjoyed jail yeah god how bad is your judgment these are preschoolers wow oh (laughs) wow if you miss an hour of this show you can grab it in podcast form it's armstrong and getty on demand like many of us you might think identity theft will never happen to you But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year 
equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Look out. So do we have some breaking news that has happened? Is that what I understand? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was going to bring the folks up to date on a number of uh, court cases of note. Um, and uh, a rather large one has, has come down. Um, do we have... Uh, here's the facts of the matter. Stephen K. Bannon, <clears throat> longtime advisor to former President Donald Trump, sentenced Friday to four months in prison and fined... $6,500 for refusing to cooperate with a congressional investigation January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. 
Bannon is set to become, and this is pointed out by the liberal Washington Post, Bannon is set to become the first person incarcerated for defying a congressional subpoena in more than half a century under a statute that is rarely prosecuted. Which is one of the reasons people have been so willing to defy subpoenas, because nothing ever happened to him. Yeah, I assume he'll have the the cell next to Eric Holder, right, for instance, in a famous uh, right. example right. of that. Judge said he would stay in position of the penalty pending Bannon's expected appeal. The tussle-haired, multiple-shirted Steve Bannon here. <laughs> right here. They will hang on. They will vote. Hang on. They will. They will notice your silence. They will notice. Anything you want to say to them? Can I go ahead and finish? Can I? Thanks. On November eighth. On November eighth, the American people will raise judgment, and we will groom the Biden administration. Ends on the eighth evening of the eighth of November. And let me be. Let me. Some other thing is that. The Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, will end up being the first attorney general that's brought up on charges of impeachment, and he will be removed from office. Thank you very much. You know, there's not enough shouting, not nearly enough shouting in today's America. That's my only problem with that tape. Good Lord. I agree. We need more, more crazed shouting. Whether online or in person. <clears throat> more exclamation so points. What is he claiming is going to happen there? On November 8th, somehow we're going to impeach Merrick Garland and, 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 and groom the Biden administration or something? So that's the idea that the Republicans will take the House back and could move forward with impeachment hearings if they want. I guess, yeah. Uh, I am reminded of former producer Positive Sean's uh, quoting the Game O Thrones, I believe, uh, the Littlefinger character, saying that chaos is a ladder, meaning... When everything gets thrown up in the air, that's when you seize opportunities, especially if you're you know you're down and you want to be up. Uh, Steve Bannon is absolutely 100% an adherent to that philosophy. He has called himself an agent of chaos. He wants the House of Representatives to be on fire and all existing, you know, systems of power in the swamp, if you want to call it, to be uh, incapable of functioning. That's what he's looking for. He's been so badly open about that in interviews. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so he's not a Marxist in terms of uh, economic policy, but he is in (laughs) terms of tear it all down and start over again. Yeah, indeed. And that was the whole strategy that he and Roger Stone had for election night. Claim victory. Doesn't matter what the votes are. Doesn't matter. Claim victory over and over again, and that if anybody argues, it's fraud. He's on tape saying that weeks before the election. Okay? That's what happened. So in the video, he had three pens in his uh, stuck in his shirt. I used to do that in high school, which is why I was so popular. Um, but I always had a pen stuck in my shirt, hmm. my button-up shirt, so I always had a pen handy. Um, but he had three uh, kind of clipped in his shirt, which seems like plenty. And he was wearing, case, I think, three shirts in that shot, too. In case one of your pens gives out, you've got a backup. And then, of course, if in the rare occasion that your backup pen runs out of ink, you've got that third pen ready to go. Well, during these troubled times, pens run dry, governments go broke, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> so that'll be an interesting appeal. He had uh, he'd said, listen, there's no criminal intent here. I thought I could refrain from 
uh, testifying because of executive privilege and other things. And the judge said, take that S and get it out of here. You, I'm not even permitting it in court. So, again, we'll track the appeal. It is uh, interesting, to say the least, to see somebody sentenced to time for defying a congressional subpoena for the first time in half a century. And I'm still home because I'm ill, so I don't have my bank of televisions going, but I'm getting the guessing the cable news channels are going crazy with this story like it's some giant blow against Trump world that Bannon's going to spend a couple of months in prison. Big freaking deal. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, yeah. So, and I wanted to bring you up to date on a couple of other major stories. One's over there. I misplaced it. Excuse me. Uh, a judge in Missouri has brought me to tears. Disappointment. He denied a request by a group of Republican state leaders to block the Biden administration's student loan forgiveness program. He said those six attorneys general or seven, whatever it is, just don't have standing. You haven't properly demonstrated that you're harmed significantly by this program. As I said very early in the program today, and if you missed Hour One, you should grab it. Uh, it's the Armstrong and Getty On Demand pod- podcast. Just look for Hour One. Uh, I, I, I'm i a little confused by this. I need to reach out to somebody, a con- an actual uh, constitutional lawyer. I would think if somebody runs roughshod over the Constitution, every American has standing. I mean, if you abuse executive power and stretch a statute beyond all recognition, which is what's happening with this student loan forgiveness garbage, um, you should have to answer for it. It doesn't have to make yeah, me I don't, broke or, or poke out one of my eyes. Oh, that reminds me. i got to bring you the story of the gal who plucked out her own eyes. Anyway, he what? says Jeez, as if that's what? a normal Jeez, thing you can't to say. Just, you can't just throw that out as an aside. Oh, by the way, don't let me forget to tell you the story about the woman who plucked out her own eyes. Anyway, getting back to what we were talking about. <laughs> I mean, what is that? That doesn't work that way. It was uh, so but anyway, getting bizarre. Back to what and so grotesque. I guess I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I guess you can't have a group withstanding. It has to be an individual. Anyway, Chris Hayes of MSNBC oh, no, tweeted a, this out. I think you can have a group. It's just they have to say, no, this is how it's damaging me. Okay. Chris Hayes of MSNBC tweeted out, The inability of opponents of student debt relief to find a plaintiff withstanding isn't just some technical issue. It reflects the fact that no one was harmed! Exclamation point. There's no actual injury to sue over which was responded to by Adam White, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, and one of the great legal thinkers in America, who said a good example of bad analysis. He's misdescribing standing doctrine because he doesn't realize the difference between a society's collective injury and an individual's particularized injury. Mm-hmm. But there's no, there's no getting around the fact that all us taxpayers have standing in this if it costs a half a trillion dollars. Right, not to mention the damage done to the Constitution by the executive clearly making a, a law, funding that law, and spend, spending the money with the stroke of a pen, based on an utterly ridiculous reading of a many years old statute. So, yeah, I, I have great confidence, only slightly shaken by this ruling, that we the people will find a way to challenge this because come on friends on the left can you imagine a republican uh, executive president taking this sort of power and then increasing it by about 20 percent and then the next guy whatever party or gal whatever party taking it even further we've got to stop this well right 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 anyway so that was a setback uh because and the the on the ground political reality of it is more and more people will be 
registering to get their money back, their bailout, um, and will thereby be bitterly disappointed when it doesn't happen because they'll get their hearts set on it, which has been the plan all along that the good, kind, and generous Democrats are promising you student loan forgiveness and the evil Grinch-like Republicans are going to yank it away. Democrats, do you want a Republican president to cut the taxes of certain businesses with a stroke of a pen because they claim they were damaged by the pandemic? Just all by himself. Yeah, eight years from now, for instance. Right, yeah. Uh, Another court case worth mentioning, uh, and we mentioned this the other day, but old man Durham... Ran another one up the flagpole, the uh, the Russian informant guy, Dushenko, and uh, that was an acquittal. I wonder if there's much more to come. Durham going to put out a public uh, statement of his committee or his uh, task force's work. It uh, should be interesting to see if that has any significance whatsoever. Nobody uh, accused of malfeasance at the FBI has been held accountable at all. In fact, the two trials... And a guilty plea, I believe, were all about lying to the FBI, and they couldn't even get convictions on that. And the final trial I wanted to bring you up to date on was, um, and I'm not, I don't remember precisely where this was held, and it really doesn't matter, but one of the big accusers of Kevin Spacey for untoward activity. This uh, TV actor guy who said when he was 14, Kevin Spacey had a party laid on him and forced him into sex or tried to, or groped him or whatever he uh, kevin spacey just did a got fireman's carry for no good reason <clears throat> that sort of thing yeah um yeah he uh he got acquitted for that so who knows what actually happened but the jury said no not beyond a reasonable doubt so none of your kevin spacey is a perv jokes are okay anymore then what are you looking at me you're you're the guy I've been making those jokes i i wait till I the jury speaks before i render judgment <laughs> so i'm a good american Oh, and one final kind of sort of justice thing brought this to you yesterday. <clears throat> the uh, the good folks at Volkswagen, Volkswagen in Germany, adopting the Joe Getty plan for protesters who glue themselves to whatever. Bunch of geeks who want to change a bunch of German laws about cars and roads and exhaust and, and the rest of it. Uh, glued themselves to the floor and I think to at least one car and went on a hunger strike at the Volkswagen Porsche headquarters there in Germany. Um, VW told us, hey, I'll quote from this guy's uh, Twitter feed, because there's an update. <clears throat> VW told us they supported our right to protest, but they refused our request to provide us with a bowl to urinate and defecate in during a in a decent manner while we are glued and have turned off the heat in the building. Man, I could urinate in a bowl easily, but I'm not sure I could defecate in a bowl. I would hold it long as I could. Yeah, definitely. Before I, you know, squatted over the bowl. Uh, let's see. Then uh, scientists are por- supporting us from the outside, getting ready for first night of sleep inside the Porsche Pavilion to demand VW eventually acts to decarbonize the transport sector. These are demands. Then they go into the demands. After 24 hours of remaining glued to the floor and nearly sleepless night, my hand got swollen. The VW manager had initially refused to let a doctor in, but eventually accepted. Because they went with the Joe Getty plan of, now you're glued. I didn't glue you there. You deal with it. (laughs) Why am I going to unstick you? Why am I going to get you a bowl to poop in? I got to feed you? Why didn't you bring food, you moron? The museum's shutting down for the night. So some lawyer convinced the poor people of Volkswagen that they ought to let a doctor in, I guess. Yeah, exactly. 
Doctors ascertained the possibility of life-threatening blood clots in my hand and recommended an immediate transfer to a hospital. My health is, of course, paramount. I accepted to leave this wonderful group and was taken to hospital, continuing my hunger strike. Doctors unglued me with care. It was not painful at all if done properly. (laughs) I've never quite understood how hunger strikes work anyway. They do. I mean, Gandhi with the most famous of all time, but I've just never understood how they work. It's kind of like having a little kid who says they're going to hold their breath. And they go, okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, hold their breath until uh, they pass out or whatever. I guess you just can't have people dying on your watch. It's a bad look. Now, as long as we're talking about people doing uh, harm to themselves, uh, San Diego County has to pay 27... Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's that's for multiple cases. Uh, San Diego County's got to pay $4.35 million dollars to a woman who blinded herself in a jail cell a couple of years ago. So why am I the taxpayer paying for a woman who blinded him herself? In March of 2020, how much time do we have, Alex? 30 seconds? Tell, tell the story. This is a good tease, man. This is, I, would not, I would not leave the radio station to hear the rest of this story. Well, yeah, okay. Oh, it's 48. Yeah, we got a minute. Okay. Oh, bah, 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 bah. So in March 2020, she was under the influence of methamphetamine and hallucinating. And she argued that the jail staff had multiple opportunities to intervene to prevent her from harming herself. She had first started clawing at her eyes her eyes while waiting to be fingerprinted. Instead of placing her in a restraint chair, closely monitoring her until she was sober, staff put her in a cell by herself. According to her lawsuit, a deputy, quote, admitted she watched Tanya try to remove her right eyeball for about 10 seconds. She then witnessed the right eyeball fall to the floor and still failed to intervene by banging on the door or going inside the cell. And the plucky little gal was nothing if not resolute and got the left one as well. Really? Uh, surveillance footage shows the deputy recording her for 33 seconds, quote, making violent gestures with her fingers near her eyes, indicating she could and would gouge out her eyes. So she got that right one out. And rather than calling it good, went ahead and uh, got that left one out also. Well, yeah, she was hallucinating that uh, the devil was after her or, or something like that. I, I can't remember the mumbo-jumbo, and, and it's not really relevant. But, uh, yeah, and the deputies didn't intervene, and the jury agreed, I guess. And society's job, if you take a whole bunch of cr- drugs that, you, that could make you crazy, you do something crazy, we're supposed to stop you. I, I get it, but it's annoying. Yeah, she was helpless, clearly. Kids, don't do the damn meth. All right, we got to take a break. We're way overdue. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Crank it up, pals. So if you're of a certain age and a certain musical bent, this was a big deal. Eric Clapton's Unplugged, back when Unplugged was an event on MTV. When Clapton did his Unplugged, that album uh, from 1982, it's the 30-year anniversary of that, which either makes you happy or feel very old. Oh, my that album won like That album won like 15 Grammys, including Best Album of the Year. Still love that album. 30 years ago. Anyway. Um, oh, yeah, to follow up on the lady who plucked her eyes out in the jail in San Diego. Yeah, and the uh, county's got to pay up a few million dollars. <clears throat> the uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, one of the pivotal factors that we didn't have time to squeeze in is that the deputy or who was processing her told her watch commander, hey, this gal is acting totally crazy. Uh, we got to put her in a restraint chair. She's going to hurt herself. The watch commander said, nah, nah, we're not doing that. Then when the deputy filed her report, the sergeant altered that report, and everybody lied about what happened. Yeah, that ain't cool. We can't have that. No, it's disconcerting how often that turns out to be the case. Yeah, and how many people are involved and seem to be pretty comfortable with oh, yeah. the lying and covering up. Yeah, that's very troubling. Here's, here's a deal. If I were going to be uh, Gandhi and broker a deal, here's the deal I would broker. Y'all got to be completely honest in all your reports, or there will be the career death penalty. Meanwhile, we will all be wise enough to understand you're in an incredibly difficult job, and we will grant you pretty significant latitude. But you can't lie. Right, right, right. right. And who pays the penalty whenever cops do this sort of thing? Taxpayers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wall Street Journal. U.S. home sales dropped for eight straight months. The housing market has entered a recession before the overall economy does, according to the Wall Street Journal. So the housing market is just an indication of what is coming for everything else. Oof. 
Yeah, the housing market was so incredibly overheated, though. I mean, it had to cool off significantly. It, it absolutely had to. Now, I'm not saying also, that's not a sign that other things are about to follow, but uh, again, I'm not shocked by that. Also, it's economics that's bringing down the prime minister in Great Britain. She had the shortest term in the history of Great Britain. Boris Johnson is likely to be the next one. Wow, that's crazy. Anyway, as inflation stalks Europe, leaders shudder, says the New York Times. The downfall of Britain's prime minister served as a warning to all of the political peril that awaits those who fail to address the erosion of living standards, no matter the cause. No matter the cause. Mm. So if your living standards are going down, i.e. inflation, you know, it's cutting into you and everything like that, it doesn't matter if one party created it or if we've been working on this for administration after administration by growing our debt or whatever, the the politicians are going to pay the price. Well, and I don't care who comes correct, just that somebody comes correct and starts reining in the wild spending and the printing of money and and the rest of it. Somebody's got to eventually... You would think so, but we've been voting for people who promise these these things for a long time. Anyway, if you miss an hour of the show ever, you can grab the podcast. Just look for Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.